Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in Savannah with a different special guest every week. Tonight I am joined by an amazing tattoo artist and just like an all around great visual artist, Alexandria Ortiz. Lying through the skin of your teeth. <laughs> No, I have I have a, a tattoo to prove it. So, oh, by the way, you didn't even show me. <laughs> no, me I see didn't. It. <gasps> yes, she healed beautifully, and it's bright still. Thank it's God, it's been a year. Can you believe? Yeah, I'm starting to see uh, the Facebook memories because I've been doing it for. I lie to people and say more, but I, I've only <laughs> been doing it for just about a year. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the Facebook memories are like, hey, this day a year ago, and I'm like, oh, it was those little crystal flashes I did to get people to buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, oh my God, look how far I've come, like. I think, because uh, like I was doing like these little simple line crystal oh, yeah. drawings, uh-huh. and then recently, I think not even a month ago, I did a Saint Michael tattoo, like yes. half sleeve, and I was like, my mentor even was like filming it and putting it on the <laughs> shop's like Facebook Live, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like I grown up. No, for real. And if you scroll, we'll get to your Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. that later. But if you scroll farther back, looking at just your regular visual art and stuff yeah. like that, I'm like, yeah, this is. It's like, woo! It's a dream come true. <laughs> Chef's kiss, It's yes. fucked up to say, but I'm not going to lie. Pandemic was the best thing that ever happened for me. <laughs> I've, a it's lot of people up, have like, said that. A lot that. of people are suffering, but I'm like, yo, man. Go figure it took the end of the world for me to get my shit together. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. <laughs> no, I feel that. I mean, not that it's like improved my life, but mm-hmm. it's definitely helped me realize a lot of things about yeah. my life, which is great. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for being here and joining me. Thank you for having me. How would you describe a ghost? Um, well, first of all, I don't believe in ghosts. Fair. Okay. I know, I'm an atheist. Um, <laughs> I've also never had any, I can even say it's true paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. But for me, a ghost is, I guess, an after, like, you know, when you die, because I was raised Catholic, so I know the whole, like, oh, you die, a little spirit comes out <laughs> and, you know, goes to heaven. But if that motherfucker doesn't, guess what? You a ghost now, my guy. Okay. Catholics teach you that, and uh, that's what they praise in Oh, church. I know they just taught me to be guilty about everything. True. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about that now. Have you visited Savannah, Georgia? No, but I have actually visited Georgia, which is amazing because I've never left the state. You, <laughs> except for, well, that one time when I was, you know, went to Puerto Rico when I was four for a family reunion slash funeral. Right. And then when one of my friends was like, hey, you want to come visit me? Um, she worked for the Navy. She was a translator. Um, nice. And she's like, hey, come visit me. I'm in Augusta. Come on down. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, Augusta. Let's... <laughs> Why not? Why cool. not? Come yeah. on, let's go. Go for it. And it was surprisingly fun. Um, also very cheap to live there. Yes. Also, yes. it is truly a black or white issue down there. Because yes. I did not see a single brown person. And I was sweating a little because I was like, I hope they don't know what I am. Because I'm afraid what they'll do. <laughs> no, it very is. That is, you just nailed you nailed it on the head. But they were all very nice. And yeah. The food was fucking delicious. Oh, so I'm obsessed with Southern food. Oh, yeah. I was I like, have... I'll see how you guys get it. Yeah. Like, I get you. <laughs> My, I have family from the South, so I'm like, yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
For those listening, we are in Chicago right now. It is summer, mm-hmm. so it's hot. It's been like a hundred degrees the last this whole week. It's, it's been, been insane. not friendly for me, a <laughs> yeah. modern day vaguely goth girl. Yes, absolutely. I literally had a guy in a Jimmy John's bike yell at me, "Aren't you hot?" I'm like, bro, you're wearing all black too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. But he's like, yeah, leave but me I'm alone. Cool. <laughs> I choose this life. <laughs> Well, that's why if you do hear a fan or anything, we are trying to stay alive in AC, so. (laughs) Do you know much about Savannah's ghost past or the South's ghost past? Civil War, perhaps? That's a big part of it, yeah. That's all I know. Well, that's fair. Then we will learn something today. Take me on a journey. (laughs) Well, this week I'm going to discuss the Old Harbor Inn. All right. It's an extremely historic building. Uh, It's a hotel now, but before it was a hotel, it was a warehouse Mm -hmm. that was built in 1812 for the storage of cotton. Party. A very Southern thing to do. (laughs) I mean, right. (laughs) Savannah, being a port city, so on the ocean, and the main port city of the South at the time, made it a great location for many goods, but they were known for cotton, rice, and indigo, which I found out indigo back then was not only used for dyeing fabrics, but it was also, like, huge in medicine, and, like, it was used for flame-resistant stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Me either. I was gonna say, it makes your jeans look the way they do. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, indigo. (laughs) Not only did the city have access to the Atlantic, it also had three major railways that led up the coast and inland. And I'm sure, as many of you know, Savannah, being in the South, used enslaved people to increase the city's financial position. Mm-hmm. However, this is something I didn't know as well. When the city was just a colony, uh, the colony was named Georgia, mm-hmm. when they first arrived in the area, they banned the use of enslavement. Okay. Interessante. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last very long. Yeah, I imagine. And the wealthy, white, and powerful still enslaved people during the ban. Mm-hmm. So they found, like, loopholes, and obviously they weren't policed. So, like, instead of enslaving people, they would, like, ask the people in South Carolina or, like, nearby areas, be like, hey, mm-hmm. can we use your enslaved people to help build this building yeah so when you want money you'll fucking bend some rules i guess fuck people by the time the ban was lifted in 1751 there were over 400 enslaved people in savannah but by the end of the revolutionary war savannah had over 16,000 enslaved people so it's like fucked up and that's only in 30 years it grew that much in 30 years damn Rolling them in. Now we all know why Georgia is the way they are today. <laughs> huh? Hasn't. I mean, I shouldn't say hasn't changed. They did go blue during the election, but still. True, true. It still is a. That's hot. just relatively new. It's yes. Like, hmm, got my eye on you. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't you act different. Slavery continued almost specifically because of how well the cotton industry was doing. Hmm. It became the third largest exporter of cotton. And slavery wasn't outlawed in Savannah until Sherman came to the city at the end of Civil War, uh, when he didn't burn the city, as I talked about a couple episodes ago. <laughs> um, but that was like 80 years later. Yay. So it was like a big deal for 80 plus years. 
We all know what happened after that. And if you don't, you definitely need to do your research. <laughs> okay, so, like, I'm obsessed with Savannah as a city. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not very big, but it's just so beautiful with, like, all the oak trees with, the, like, hanging moss. It's mm-hmm. very gothic looking. Ooh, that American gothic. City. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that sounds so beautiful. And it is a huge, like, tourist destination, of course. Mm-hmm. It's right on the ocean. It's south, so it doesn't get very cold. Mm-hmm. It's a great location. Um... But obviously, like, the history of the city can't be overlooked. Like, mm-hmm. it's still a big problem. So the warehouse that was built along the river, that's now a hotel, it's very much part of that history. There are a lot of people who do not believe that there are tunnels under Savannah. And if there are, it isn't a huge web of tunnels that secretly still exist. So, like, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York every major city has like a mass of tunnels under the cities for trains for a number of things storage whatever um but a lot of people like because savannah is so old a lot of people don't think there are many tunnels under that city there are a few but they might be more like relatively new right exactly but the few older ones that still do exist um that do linger underneath the streets it's said that the company who owned the warehouse, the Johnson and Jones's families, mm-hmm. had enslaved people brought in from the ships late at night down Factor's Walk, which is like the walkway next to the river, Ooh, okay. um, and then into the tunnels that were under the warehouse. Shady, mm. shady, shady, shady. Shady. Man, these motherfuckers are shicy as fuck. Yeah, I like... I get why the warehouse was built on the river because it's easy to transport goods like cotton stuff from mm-hmm. a ship to, right, to the, the warehouse, yeah. right? But obviously, yeah. they brought more than just cotton mm-hmm. into the warehouse. Isn't that how it always is? <sighs> Unfortunately. Obviously, the work conditions were horrific along the river. Enslaved people and immigrants, mostly like the immigrants were predominantly like Irish and German. Okay. Um, but both. Like, all the people working on the river worked extremely exhausting hours. Uh, Many died from malnutrition, disease, exhaustion, and being crushed under barrels of goods. The hell? Yeah. I always think of, um, like, the deadliest catch or those, like, Mm -hmm. crazy jobs where it's, like, the most dangerous jobs in the world or whatever. Yeah, like, butchers or something. You could, like, high risk of cutting yourself or cutting your whole hand off. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it worth it? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> fuck. McDonald's don't look that bad, I guess. $15 an hour now. Like, yeah, I mean, the worst you get is some burns from the fryer. Fuck it, but at least you still got your hand. But then you got free fries sitting next to you true, to comfort you. True. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine working some deadly job just for a little more coin. Well, I'll take a little so. bitch job. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll sweep the floor. I swear, just don't send me to the boats. No, we'll do art. You and I. We'll just stick with art. And yeah. <laughs> Air-conditioned building. Yes. Doing our thing. <laughs> the proper Persian cats we are. Yes. So eventually with the end of slavery and people demanding better working conditions, the warehouse was closed and the Tide Water and Oil Company took over the land and they rebuilt, they built a new building and it was like a three-story building. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for them, a fire engulfed a nearby warehouse so the new building it never stood a chance 
multiple warehouses, multiple buildings on that river walk all burned to the ground. Damn, that's a lot of money. And that was in 1892. And it probably didn't help that the company had around 500 barrels of oil stored in their building. It's like that um, that explosion in Yemen, I think, or whatever happened. Yeah, exactly. What was it, like a bunch of fertilizer and like something, and then poof, and I'm like... Huge explosion, yeah. Like, I've never even thought a such explosion can exist. No, exactly. So when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? So hearing this, I'm like, wow. <laughs> We learned nothing. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's been over, it's been hundreds of years and nothing. We learned nothing. Uh, It's like, uh, like Chernobyl too. Mm. It's like, there's these, can we please just have safety precautions in order? It's like, come on guys. (laughs) It's going to just benefit everybody. It will. I know we don't want to do the paperwork, but we got to do the paperwork. Just, just, I know. Just do the paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, we'll do it together. And then we'll go out for a beer. (laughs) I'm all in. Right. They rebuilt the building with fire resistant and fireproof materials okay. like brick. And eventually the oil company was bought out by another oil company. Oh. And by 1907, they abandoned the building, leaving it empty for 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a warehouse and that was turned into, I'm assuming, like part warehouse, part office building kind of mm-hmm. is what I'm imagining. And then they like left it empty for 20 years and then from 1930 till 1980 the alexander brothers company sold clothing out of the building okay repurpose right and i'm sure decoration wise what a great building to sell clothing out of yeah that vintage look yeah get some denim jeans rubbed (laughs) against it you know get that real brush exactly you can make up lies uh indigo was stored here now we're selling our jeans like that's when you got the indigo jean brand what (laughs) that's what they should have named it indigo jeans missed opportunities that's why they failed after that the building received a massive renovation turning it into what we now know as the old harbor inn Mm -hmm. and that happened in 1892 you can stay in the lovely historic savannah hotel today and it does sit in a great location along the river Mm -hmm. like between the river and like the main road in the downtown area of savannah so it's like a great location there's amazing restaurants over there there's one across the street called Trailer Park. They okay. Such good food. I'm obsessed. Oh, what they got? Come on. <sighs> what did I? And their cocktails are really good too. Oh, I'm a sucker for a cocktail. Right. <laughs> like I always like let me see your cocktail menu, and I judge, and then I try to get every single one. <laughs> yeah, I want to try it all. Bring me one of everything. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> I go to a bar, and I'm like, oh, we got like five cocktails. I'm gonna try them all twice. <laughs> I do miss at my last restaurant I worked. I, I ended my shift usually around happy hour, and my managers were like, as long as you change out of your uniform, we don't care if you come up and grab a drink. Mm-hmm. I'd always come up, and I'm always like, hey, bartender, that is also my friend. Make yeah. me whatever you want to make oh, me, Sandra? and I will drink it. <laughs> and so he made like the craziest cocktails just to try them out on me, Ooh. and they were so good, and I miss it so much. Ah, the downside of leaving a restaurant business but <laughs> then you gotta pretend to care about other people oh, you know no. actually they'll <laughs> pour you a free beer and that's mm-hmm. when you know your liver's fucked you, you do have to keep those friends that work in the industry yeah 
Keep him close to the exactly. <laughs> like, hey, Fran, you know, just come up to him. Like, you know, like I will be puppy. stopping in on Friday, just so you know. <laughs> Want to check in on your friends, see how you been. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can't talk about underground underground passages or cellars or whatever the case without mm-hmm. discussing the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. That, like, not always was underground, but there was a stop in Savannah where many enslaved people hid underground mm-hmm. until they moved to the next stop. And this stop was at the First African Baptist Church, which was founded in 1788, making it the oldest black congregation in the United States, which I thought was interesting. Oh, cool. The building I'm referring to still stands today, and it was built in 1859. So they started the congregation in 1788, Mm -hmm. and then 1859 they built a building, and they, like, moved their congregation to this building. But, uh... There's a decorative carving on the floor of okay. the church, which doubled as air holes for the people hiding beneath the floor. Oh. And then the ceiling on the church is designed after a nine-patch quilt, which is a symbol of the Underground Railroad. So if you saw a quilt, you like knew, this is my stop. Mm. I can like trust these people. Um, but yeah, you can go check that out today still, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's cool as fuck. Before we get into the hauntings... Mm. We're going to take a quick break. Don't leave an open flame in a building made of wood. I, like, would hope that we knew would learn from that, but it happens all the time. <laughs> from little research I've been doing lately, it's like, oh, there goes it up in flames again. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Chicago, great, great Chicago fire. Yeah. We, we can't We just learn. got it like that. <laughs> Look out for flying objects, and that is related to not only the uh, barrels of goods that they're bringing from ship to shore, but also if you have a ghost in your house, just duck from flying objects. And let's start switching from oil to electric. Your houses won't blow up, and it's better for our lives. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanna live. We'll be right back. Okay, time for some ghosts. The most notable being a ghost named Hank. Mm -hmm. And before I start, how do you feel about a ghost named Hank? Hank. I don't know. He sounds kind of like a little, he uses his fingers a little too much. A little too handsy. A little too handsy. Just, you know, like, or he's not even that. He's like too close to you in his face. But his body's like further back. Oh, okay. Oh, it's just like, you know, <laughs> mouth breathing motherfucker. I don't like the name Hank, and I especially don't like it when it's related to a ghost yeah. that like you can't see. Why are we. He just sounds like he's gonna touch me. I don't like this. <laughs> it. Like, sir, sir, I can't. I'm sorry. Hank is not a man I can deal with. No, we can't trust Hank. I can't be like, I love you, Hank. <laughs> well, no one knows. No offense to Hank's up there. I'm sure you're lovely. Yeah, but I don't know any Hanks personally. Me neither. So, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no one knows who this Hank ghost truly is or how he came to be at the Old Harbor Inn. Mm-hmm. Which makes me, that again, it's like, why if we don't know who it is, why are we naming it Hank? Yeah. Can we name it something a little better? Yeah, is it based on our insecurities or something? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, Charles? I don't know. Something is <laughs> not. I don't like <laughs> Hank. Anyway, you're right. I'm sorry to all the Hanks out there, but I'm not a fan. However, the story goes that he died in that 1889 fire I was talking about. Mm-hmm. He either died in the fire or he set the fire. So that's what the story. What business have you there, Hank? <laughs> the only thing wrong with that theory is there weren't any records of anyone dying in the fire. Mm-hmm. It's just all the buildings kind of went up in flames. Um, and maybe he did set the fire and was the only one who died because he was like the closest mm-hmm. to the to where the fire originated from. Mm-hmm. So his body like incinerated or was like the bone fragments were mixed up with the rubble so nobody really saw that someone died. Yeah. That's maybe the, they just were like, uh, I don't really want to do the paperwork. That too. <laughs> Again, comes to the paperwork. You gotta it do the paperwork. Always comes to the paperwork. <laughs> And again, I don't know how bodies burn, so I could be making all of this up. Mm-hmm. I just like those are the two theories right now, and I don't really like either theory. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hank is known to wander the hotel. Okay. So you know, I talked about in the Congress Hotel and other hotels, a lot of ghosts are like confined to one room, yeah, or something like it's that. Like, this is where you live now. It's like, oh fuck, right? I hated the trim on this thing. <laughs> I gotta look at it. How shitty would that be? I'd be pissed. Yeah, you're just forever waiting for them to do it themselves, and you're like, oh, please be good. Ah, <laughs> oh, that looks like shit. Uh, wood paneling. Oh god, <laughs> the seventies are back. Can someone please just change this wallpaper? Oh. Just anything really. Yeah, um, but Hank wanders the hotel, so he has free reign apparently. Mm-hmm. He does tend to stick to two rooms though. Room 405 and room 406. Okay. And if you want to stay there, definitely ask for one of the two rooms because you can't stay in them. Um, would you ever stay in a haunted hotel? Nah. No. I, go, I, want, <laughs> I want my peace, man. I'll just, I want to chill. I want to watch my TV. You know, maybe get high, eat some yeah. snacks. Yeah. I want to be at peace, man. Like, if I even think I see my fucking closet door cracking opening, I'll be like, hey, hey! Go to fucking, go to, go to, like it's a fucking bad dog. Like, hey, don't fucking bother me. Maybe that's how you gotta talk to ghosts to have them like, you know, got a slightly raised hand. Yep. Like, Ooh, bitch, don't fucking test me. Like an angry mom who's just over it. Yes. Or start throwing your chocolates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even, man. It'd be so good. I'd be like throwing my Adidas slipper. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let me watch Law and Order in peace mm-hmm. and move on. With yeah, don't bother somebody else, man. Well, Hank is known to pound and shake doors, mm-hmm. as well as, like, jiggle doorknobs. Okay. Disrespectful. It's just annoying. It's yeah. like, leave the door alone, please. just knock, and if you don't hear a noise, let the fucking move on. Yes. <laughs> he messes with alarm clocks in the room. Okay, super disrespectful, so now Yes, because they do go off at strange times. Mm. So it's like, I set my alarm at for 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be waking up at 3 a.m. because yeah. my alarm goes off. And then we're going to have problems. Then we will have problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently the alarms will go off even when no one's staying in the room as well. So mm-hmm. like someone working at the hotel will hear alarm going off and then be like, oh shit. What's Hank. my attention? Yeah. Hank wants, Hank's being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves to stretch out in other people's beds. 
Okay. So you can catch him in bed with you. I knew it. I knew (laughs) it. This motherfucker is disrespectfully inappropriate. He's like, I feel his fingers. He's like trying to spoon me. And I'm like, Louie, God, no. Don't touch me. So one story from a guest goes. Oh, no. She was drifting off to sleep when she felt her husband climb into bed. All right. She rolled over to look at him. But before she closed her eyes, she saw her husband exit the bathroom and move toward the bed. No. So she immediately jumps out of the bed, and they both stared at two imprints of bodies in the bed. Hers, because she just got out of the bed, and Hank's, maybe? Oh my god, this man is... <laughs> he is... That's the only way to describe him as disrespectful. He's just touching people. He's jumping into married beds. I was going right to say... Right behind the man's back. Like, he knows damn well that man is in that room. Hank, I can tell you right now, you do not go going on like that. And the only way you could touch anybody like that is because you're trying to be slick. Yes. There is no consent in this. None. Fuck you, Hank. Whatsoever. Also, don't bother me, man. I just want to sleep and watch a lot in order. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are other strange occurrences elsewhere in the hotel that a lot of people attribute to Hank. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to toss them up to other ghosts. Because, like, oh. I'm sorry with all the bullshit that that area has, like, with the slavery and the fires and everything going on. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me all these things that are happening in this place are due to one ghost? Yeah, it's like, listen, he's too busy, like, bothering women. For real. Like, that's that's his M.O. I'll that's give him MO that. to just get fresh. Yes. And it's like, oh, you don't even want to actually do anything. You just want to be disrespectful about it. Exactly. Ghost on the butt? Like, ee. You're right. Back slap him. Back at him. He's like, ooh, Hank. I do think it's more than one ghost because Mm -hmm. Hank seems rather busy then. Yeah. Not only getting fresh with the women in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And this is like a decently sized hotel. It's not some like small boutique place. So like what he's going to run up to floor 10. Yeah. Like breathe down someone's neck and And then then run down to the kitchen. down to the fourth floor. Right. You know, just get someone's skirt up. Woof. It's too much. He's too busy. So I do think there are more than one yeah, ghost. Yeah, it's like, but okay, he's a runner, he's a track star. If you're a chef mm-hmm. working in the hotel, you better be ready for annoying habits. Ugh. Because there have been multiple times when chefs will be getting ready for dinner service when they realize their toaster, microwave, or whatever appliance oh, no. has been turned off. Well, they're switched off or, like, unplugged. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's been completely moved. It's those minor inconveniences that make you just want to like pull your hair out. Right? I don't want to set an oven to 400 and then mm-hmm. turn around and be off. I'm like, I got shit. I got... It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, I got food to cook for this it's like, bro, table you gotta 37. You're going to bitch us out. Exactly. Times are hard. <laughs> what the fuck? Last thing I need is bad Yelp review because their food's an hour late. Oh like, my God. Awful. And it's like, bad. we have only half capacity staff. Come on. <laughs> and we got some motherfucker in the kitchen being foolish over here. Just like flipping my switches and shit. Exactly. Uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Please, like, Hank, we will feed you when everyone's done. But yeah. you don't need to act like that. You know, keep it pushing. <laughs> Other strange occurrences in the hotel are your personal belongings will be moved. No. Or completely disappear from your room. <gasps> Only to, like, show up later. So, like, they'll either be moved from the... Like, your toothpaste or whatever will be moved from the bathroom to your bed or the nightstand or something. No, I hate that so much. Right? That's... 
that just creates anger in me right now. Right. Like, oh, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> or your cell phone's like pl- unplugged out of the wall mm-hmm. and then it just is gone. And then you'll come back like hours later and I'll just be sitting on your nightstand or and something you're just like, like that. You just, why are you messing with me? Right? I just want my peace. I just want to go by my life. I want my, <laughs> to have my reassurance that my stuff is there. And you just don't want me to be happy. And it does get annoying because you're like, I know damn well I set this here. Yes. Don't make me look like a fool right? by moving it. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, you just left it over it's there. Like, Alex, no. you're just crazy. It's like. <sighs> no. <laughs> Gotta go back to therapy. Those are like those horror movies. It drives me crazy when the, uh, the wife or the mom or something is like. This is happening. And the husband or boyfriend or whatever is like, oh, you're just crazy. And I know. It's like, it's like, I wasn't crazy until you said I was crazy. So now you exactly. made me crazy. Exactly. I hate that stereotype so much. Ugh. Yeah, when people say I'm crazy, I'm just like, I don't care. It's like my least favorite horror movie, like trope or whatever. And I'm, anytime I watch it, I'm like, I'm over this movie. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> it's like when you see the same one, you just instantly have disdain for you. are like, oh, yes. this, this old hat. <sighs> Well, have you ever experienced anything? Pa- I'm going to say paranormal because okay. you don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. So, anything paranormal. Like, have I seen some spooky shit? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you the story I was meaning to tell you then. Oh, please. Okay, so. I. Okay, so like I said, I don't believe in ghosts. Actually, I have two stories. Oh, share them both. Give me but, both. But um, the first one I want to tell you is the really good one. Okay. So. I'm walking with one of my coworkers. We, we tattoo late at night sometimes. Like, right. we'll be tattooing when uh, quarantine or when they had limited how, like, the shops can be open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we would close when they said, like, at 11. Okay, they close, but we'd still have people in there. Like, yeah, we're finishing up our clients. We're not just going to, like, suddenly stop <laughs> tattooing them. Yeah. So it's just, like, but it's close to the public, so we could do that. Um, and I remember we had finished, and we were all chatting. We were having a great night. We were talking about, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this. Oh, blah, blah, blah. We were all excited and pumped. And... It was one in the morning, so my, one of my coworkers is like, Alex, I'll give you a ride, because this is back when I still lived in Skokie. And um, Ubers, were, honestly, to get to Skokie was like 15, That's 16 so bucks. so much, yeah. It was just like 30 bucks a day just to get back and forth to work. Yeah. Um, and so we're walking and talking. Um, so where we work is a Six Corners area. And there's this old costume shop that's, like, famous in the area as a Chicago costume company. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and right across the street is this thing called, like, an athletic co. It's, like, you know, physical therapy. Gotcha. So his car was just, like, you know, turn the corner of the athletic company and then go straight down and, like, not even a few feet is his car. So we're talking, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as we turn the corner, I swear, I see this guy. <laughs> I, it, it's, how do I describe this? I've seen... A lot of homeless people right. in Chicago. Right. Nothing scares me about them. No, yeah. I've literally seen the asshole of a homeless man bent over when I was coming down the Howard uh, train platform. Oh, yeah. And he's just wiping his ass. And I was like, do I want to be traumatized today or do I got to get to this train? <laughs> and I went to my train, walked yeah. right past him. Yeah. So it takes a lot to give me, you know, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I see this homeless man and he's got very dark skin. But I can only tell because only I see, like, the bottom of his mouth. All of his other skin is, like, covered up. And he's covered in all white. Okay. But it's not just all white. It's, like, clean, pristine white. Like, huh. TV white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just... <laughs> it's funny because my coworker and I were just, like, kind of recognized that he was here. and But didn't also recognize, like... Right. We don't remember seeing he had feet or not. Right. And it was funny because he was, like... He wasn't just standing normal. Like, you know, just imagine a homeless person. You got a little cart and shit. Right, yeah. So he had, like, the, the, the tall carts, but it had the short face. It was, like, the short mini cart. Uh-huh. 
Um, he had that, and it was completely white. Like, even the bags were white. And you couldn't huh. make out what was in the bags. And his mouth was, like, ugh, agape. Like, he was, like, the fucking mummy. That's creepy. That yeah. lip was kind of, like, jerked, like, down. And what's even creepier is his beanie, he had this white beanie that was covering his eyes down to his nose. So you only saw the bottom of his mouth. And it's like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. Yeah. And you're, I'm at, like literally processing this within a second and a half. That's the trouble is what you when you see something like that, your mind is going a million beats, you know. And he's standing like he looks like he's a skinny old man. Like he had to be eighty. Like that's how frail he right. looks. Right. And he's like standing like one shoulder higher than the other, and mouth agape. And he's just like he looks like those people that like they take one tiny step at a time every five yeah. minutes. And his hands are covered in these perfect bandages into mittens. Like, perfect. You, you just stumbled onto a Walking Dead I uh, swear, it's scene. like, <laughs> I'm like, this is either a ghost or this is, I don't know. But either way, so we're like walking, you know, we're talking, blah, 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 blah. We get into his car and he's like, yo, that guy was really scary. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was kind of weird, man. Like, I don't know. He kind of was like, well, weird, man. I don't know. And we're like, hey, let's go crawl up a little to the curb. To see, because if we got to the curb and looked a little to the right, we could see him still. Right. Because, you know, we're presuming he's going like one inch at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, okay, let's go check out. We get to the curb. We look. He's not there. And we're like, where the fuck did he go? Let's go find him. Let's go find him. So we, we pull up. We're pulling. We're driving slowly. He's like, we can't get that far. Right. We'd even hear him move. Like, we were that close. We could hear the cart move. Yeah, I was going to say, a car is like, you'd be able to hear that. Yeah, it's full of, like, you know, plastic yeah. bags. You're going to hear it, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, And so we're, like, driving up to where the intersection is where he was going to actually end up being, like, in, like, not even two feet. And we see nothing. We look up and down because it's, like, directly, like, straight so you right. can see. We cannot find him. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we don't see him. We continue to drive as he's going to go drop me off. And we quit. We go from like, oh, no, to like screaming, oh, my God. see a ghost. <laughs> that's that's was, creepy. That would be terrifying to see. Yeah. Okay. But I have an update. <laughs> okay. Because I did ask around. I was like, hey. So there's like an old people coffee place called City News Cafe. Mm-hmm. And it's all a bunch of old people and they, they love to gossip. They're yes. like, honey, what's behind the house, Donna? <laughs> and, That's um, the best place to go. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, hey, Donna, have you seen any uh, homeless people wearing all white? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And she's like, no. And she's pulling. She's like, no, I haven't. But, you know, I'll keep an eye out. And right. Okay. And then eventually over time, it turns out he's a real person. He's a real, this, this is a testament to Chicago and its people. <laughs> the amazing, beautiful people that come out of Chicago. This truly was not a ghost, but a homeless man with the illest drip, just the biggest flex on anybody. He saw you guys leave and get in the car and then he like sprinted behind <laughs> right? some building. Just, just to be disrespectful. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that, oh my God. I'm, I was so happy though. Cause I was like, oh my God, please don't ruin my life and say I saw a ghost. Now I gotta rethink <laughs> shit. Fuck. I don't want to do some soul searching. I gotta go to work. That's so funny. But um, yeah, it turns out he's a real person. So yeah, I don't know who he is, but good for him. Yeah, he's the home. He's the Chicago's most. What is he like? Wears all white, so he's got the biggest drip on anyone. I love biggest that. flex. Like imagine being not just homeless, but wearing clean white clothes and keeping it clean. Keeping it clean. That's the challenge. Fuck everybody, right? <laughs> it's like man, icon. Legend. He knows a really good. Either he owns a lot of bleach 
and can keep that thing real clean. I don't know. Or he knows the best dry cleaner who like, like he had a white aura about him, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you a mummy, like you're a husk of a man, but you still <laughs> like got it going. Like I'm gonna keep it pushing. Go until I'm dead. Good for that man. But then uh, the other story is less impressive. <laughs> that give it to me. My, so this is when I still lived in Skokie, and uh, my my boss Hector, he would drop me off because it's like. You know, this is when I was making barely any money. I was an apprentice. I was barely making not even, like, 300 a right, week. Right, yeah. But I was, like, doing what I wanted. I was, like, my dream. So sometimes I'm like, oh, it's so late. The Uber's going to cost money. So he can be a ride home. So, and sometimes we pull up in front and we just talk about the tattoos that I did. Or, like, okay, do this, blah, blah, blah. And we talk because we're essentially helping each other run this business. Like, right. that's all we had was literally each other. Right. And then, like, occasionally we had one of the other artists who was traveling come and visit us. Um, and then occasionally we would eventually get more apprentices. Um, but I remember we were sitting there talking and I see this cul-de-sac that's straight down the street from uh, where I'm facing mm-hmm. and I see like this little bit of look like a lightning bug like kind of doing the figure eight underneath the light pole mm-hmm. but eventually it was like fading in and out and I was like hey Hector check that out look at that and we're like oh let's go see what it is what if it's like a fairy or some shit <laughs> we're just being stupid yeah so we pull up to it we're like oh my god let's go check it out but as we get closer it's still doing the figure eight but then it just fades out and I'm uh. like where'd it go like we got, I got out of the car and everything I was like Where, where'd you go because it wasn't even like distinguishable what it was it looked right. like almost like a laser just going like this right well yeah that's the thing about like uh, lightning bugs or whatever they don't they can't stay on all the time mm-hmm. and so if you're seeing it on and moving constantly and then it goes out yeah that's I would hope it was a lightning uh, bug because I thought it would come back on but it never came back on right like, it hung around for a minute and it's like where did it go? Like, it would go, you know, normally they just yeah. go on and off the right. they have control of it. Right. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> bye. And eventually it was like, just drop me off home, please, please. And I literally ran up the stairs like, eh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but those are my, I guess, ghost experiences. Nice. I've had friends tell me about their, like, demon or ghost experiences, and I never really believed them because I was like, these sound super far-fetched, man. I'm not going right. to lie. I think these are all in your head. <laughs> and your head's really good at convincing you it's real. I mean, I'd say most uh, ghost experiences or whatever paranormal things are probably your brain playing tricks. Or trying to, like, you know, our brains like to fill in gaps. So mm-hmm. that type of thing. It does the best it can but, to make sense of it. Right, yeah. <sighs> but, well... Alex, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. You can follow Haunted Hometowns on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hometowns. For photos for each episode, guest info, and upcoming news for the podcast. If you enjoy Haunted Hometowns, I'd love for you to subscribe. Please give a five-star rating and leave compliments because it really does help the podcast gain popularity. Also, please send me your ghost stories. Could be anything from your mom cleansing your house with incense to your best friend disappearing into the woods, only to show up days later, refusing to talk about it. Did he bring back the milk? No. <laughs> what the fuck? Good for nothing. Might as well go then back. Then you can stay in the woods. Stay in the woods, you useless man. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, email me at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. And Alex, where can they follow you and what you've been up to? Uh, well, you can't follow me to my house, but you could follow me on Instagram at, okay, get ready to write this down, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is my full name, Alexandria N. Ortiz on Instagram. 
And I'll tag you. Yeah, You're pretty much. Just like look at the thing. Click yeah. it. I'm there. I'm adorable. Take <laughs> a picture of myself on a selfie, you know, on the toilet. Perfect. You know, just and be me. Get your next tattoo from Alex. Yeah, cause... get a next tattoo. I'm actually a lot cleaner than that. I made that sound. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just come through. Um, love to tattoo out with my good people in Chicago and beyond. Yeah, what do you, uh, what's your favorite thing to tattoo? Ooh, so far I feel really comfortable and I really love when people come in wanting flowers and okay. it's like a light whip shading thing where yeah. it's like not hard shading, it's like doot, 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 like right. little dots everywhere. Yeah. I like those. It's just, I find it actually very relaxing once Soothing, I do the stencil yeah. and I'm like, doot, doot, doot. just put your little music on. Oh, I literally do that. I'll play my podcast, actually <laughs> listen lovely. to your podcast while I was tattooing at one point. Perfect. Thank you. That's I was like, awesome. whoa, you won't believe it. This fucking place caught on fire. Really? <laughs> like there's these fire, uh, these fire rules around the world. Damn, we so he fucked up. That's so funny. <laughs> it's funny how the world works. It really is. Well, just like the ring, I will be back in seven days. Oh hell no! Cause everyone loves a ghost story. The amazing artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz. M-U-N-O-Z. And the theme song is by Tyer. Follow him on Instagram at For Boys Like Me. That's F-O-R Boys Like Me. I got my information from an article in Savannah Magazine titled Beneath the Surface. Wikipedia. Article in Not Even Past titled Slavery and Freedom in Savannah. And Ghost City Tours.